Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Maybe I don't have enough broker connections. Somebody might be thinking that. Somebody might be thinking, because I've only done two deals and all the good deals go to the people that have done two dozen deals. So we have to uncover what that underlying belief is. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. I want to introduce to you Ash Patel. He's a full-time commercial real estate investor. He's going to be doing the interview today and a lot of them moving forward. I'm still going to be doing interviews, just not as many. And he is going to ask tough questions while still building rapport. That way it's not awkward. He's a good friend of mine. Join me in welcoming Ash Patel. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel and I'm here with our guest today, Gaitan Patel. No relation, Gaitan. It's a very common last name, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Kathan is joining us from Boston, Massachusetts. He is a high performance coach and a capital raiser. Kathan has eight years of real estate investing experience and has raised over $10 million for syndications. Kathan, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. It's our pleasure. Before we get started, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure. So originally I used to be a pharmacist and I transitioned into real estate investing. And over the years, I realized that capital raising is a huge component. So I started focusing on that. And I also realized the mindset, the strategy we use to get to our goals, that's very important as well. So I started focusing on that piece as well. All right. Tell me more about that. Pharmacist, mindset, and somewhere in there, there's going to be real estate, right? (laughs) Yeah. Take me through your journey. Are you still a pharmacist? No. Originally, I'm an immigrant from India. I came here. I wasn't speaking English. I got my doctor of pharmacy. I started practicing, but I realized I need another source of income, right? I just don't want to rely on this corporate job. So I bought a couple of single family homes. Then I graduated into three unit, five unit deals. And then I realized the time and energy that goes into this, it's not scalable if I want to get to my goals faster. And then the idea of syndication and the capital raising and all that came. Okay. We got to dive into some of that. You were a pharmacist and you started getting into real estate. What got you into real estate? 
I realized that with a full-time pharmacy job, real estate gives you a little bit of flexibility, right? There's a lot of ways to enter in the world of real estate. You don't have to jump all the way in. So I figured if I buy some properties and manage them, it's not going to take a whole lot of time and I could still keep practicing pharmacy. So that's what appealed about. And I love numbers. I understand numbers very well. So it just made sense to leverage the funds from the bank and the appreciation and cash flow and the whole aspect. All right. So you got a couple single family rentals and I'm assuming you got hooked on the passive income, so to speak. The first time, necessarily not because those were challenging rentals where we had some problem with the tenants and the properties weren't cash flowing, but I knew that there's something here that I need to discover and I can't just make an assessment on it yet. All right. So I shouldn't assume. So they didn't go well, but you wanted to fix it rather than stray away from it. Yes. So what did you do to correct the issues that you were having? So to correct the issue, the first property, the challenge was not even getting the mortgage, not having the money for the down payment. And then the tenant stopped paying rent. They were supposed to be screened by a company we hired to screen them, but they did no work at all. So I learned from them that I need to take little matters on my own hand. And I also learned, let's do a couple more deals to get a feel out what the average results are, so to speak, and formulate a strategy. Great. So did your other single family rentals, did they go much better? Yes, they went much smoother. Okay. And then what was your next step? You've got three or four single family rentals. And then what did you do from there? From there, I realized that the time and energy that it goes into hunting these smaller deals, let's go into three unit, five unit deals, right? So everything accelerates, everything gets compounded. So I stopped looking at single family and exclusively focus on three unit, five unit deals. And how did you find those? I made some broker contacts in the market and also sending some flyers to the area, also looking into on-market listings as well, using a combination of things just to get some leads going on. And where did the cash come from for the down payments? So during this, while I was doing all that, I realized that the passive income is going to take a long time. So I pivoted, left pharmacy, bought a senior care business, and I grew that business and it was giving me good enough cash flow to help a little bit with the down payments. And then I was also refinancing a couple of deals and I started getting friends and family into the mix. So that was helping me with the down payments. All right. What kind of senior care business was this? This was basically senior care business where the caregivers are going to seniors' home, my client's home. So not an actual facility, but it's more mobile. Okay, so home care. Yeah. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. One of the hardest tasks to balance while scaling your real estate investing business is accounting. Well, realestateaccounting.co takes care of the numbers for you so you can grow your business and revenue. REA helps property managers and investors save time and money by automating back office, financial, admin, and accounting. Starting is quick and seamless, from accounts payable to reconciliations, taxes, and reporting. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever to find out how REA clients save on average 30% by leveraging their accounting services versus hiring in-house. With CPAs on staff and being owner-operators themselves, REA knows the challenges of your growing real estate business. 
Try it risk-free at realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. And remember to mention the Best Ever Podcast sent you to receive up to $1,800 towards onboarding and services. That's realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. You left a high paying pharmacy job to start or to take over a business and to improve it. What motivated you to do that? Was it purely income? That's a great question. When I left that job, I had no money to buy this business. I have student loans in six figures and the business I'm buying, I don't know much about it. So everything was stacked against me. But I knew that we are always going to get these moments. Either we look into what's possible, what are my values, what do I want my life to be, or I surrender to the limitation. Maybe it's not the right time. I don't know if this is going to work. Is this the right move, et cetera, et cetera. And I knew my goal was to replace my income with an entrepreneurial pursuit and work very less hours so I could use the remainder of time to do whatever I please to do. Okay, but growing a home care business, you're not going to work less hours. I'm assuming you spent a lot of time focused on growing that business. Yes, I spent it for the first two years, but then I put the business on autopilot where I have to work less than one day a week and the managers are managing the business, so to speak, and it's providing steady cash flow. And do you still have that business today? I had that business up until COVID and COVID is when challenges started in the industry and things like that. But for the last three years, I was involved passively into the business. Okay. And then you're working a lot less. You're making somewhat passive income from that business. What's your next step? So the next step would be, hey, I have a lot of time now and I'm buying these three unit deals. But again, the question of scale comes into play. Is this really sustainable to go to the next level? And then the idea of multifamily syndication came to my head and my journey started taking another direction. Tell me how you got into that and what your steps were to get into syndication. So very interesting thing because it leads back to Joe Fairless. <laughs> uh, what happened was <laughs> I was at a wedding in California and I'm surrounded by all these pharmacist friends, doctors friends, and they are not investing their money in real estate like how I'm doing. So I had an idea to build this indication business, but I don't know much about it. So I came home, asked my brother to make me a website. And he tells me, why don't you find a sample site? So I did a Google search, came across someone, invested with them. They introduced me to Joe. And I talked to Joe and he's like, hey, I'm throwing the first best ever conference. And I went there. And before you know, just the whole trajectory was changed. Fantastic. So what specifically were the steps that you took to get your first syndication? 
I realized that the first piece was getting the education right, understanding the numbers, understanding the market, understanding a particular strategy. Is it value add, distress, property classes, understanding the numbers, underwriting of the deal. So getting as much education as you can get. That's step number one. Once you have that base, now the step number two would be to actually talking to brokers or sponsors or partners to look at some actual deals to see how the theory kind of works into the practice, so to speak. So step one is educating. Unless you're buying a home care business, you just dive into that one. (laughs) And then getting the partners and the sponsors. Talk more about that. What partners specifically and what type of sponsors did you get? So I'm a firm believer that we all have different strengths and different passions. So mapping out your strategy, like I like a little bit of talking to investors and building the database. So I figured, let me partner with folks who already have a good deal flow. And this way I could plug my investors, provide some value to my investors. I could get some experience. And as I grow the business, now I could start bringing my own deals. That was my strategy for somebody else. It could be that they are expert at finding deals, getting those connections, and they could find money source, so to speak. Or if they have enough bandwidth, they could do both of things by themselves at the level they are. Okay. So I'm assuming when you started getting investors, was a lot of that friends and family and colleagues? Yes. And how did you approach them and what was your pitch to them? So I realized that the inner circle, so to speak, people who already know, who trust me, it just makes much more sense to have this conversation rather than try to build relationship with new people. There's a place for that. So in the beginning, to be honest with you, that uncomfortable feeling comes up. Man, I don't want to talk about this to my family or my pharmacist friends or something like that. They are going to think that I'm salesy. What if this deal doesn't work out? What if I miss something? What would happen? So all of that mental chatter and the limiting beliefs, it was huge for me to overcome that. And I think a lot of people struggle with that piece. So I went over that and started having some conversations, picking up the phone, just taking genuine interest with people, connecting with them. Hey, what have you been up to in your life? I haven't spoke to you in a year or two or four. And then naturally you listen and you build a report. And at some point they'll ask you what you do. And then I'll tell them about my pharmacy journey and senior care and what I've been up to. And some folks are interested, some folks are not. That's okay. Then we could go on to the next steps. So Kathan, that mindset struggle, I think is real for a lot of people. What if something goes wrong? Now I've got my family, my friends involved. I don't want to mix family and friends and business. How did you overcome that? So if I hadn't bought that first property, I wouldn't have been here. So think about providing value to your friends and family. They invest with you. Who knows what else would happen in their life? So step number one is to reframe it. Instead of taking, we are coming from giving perspective. That's number one. And second of all, the fear. If the deal didn't work out, something bad happened, it's not end of the world. You will learn. They will learn. We will be better next time. It's just a fear that once the deal goes bad, everything's going to be over. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference February 24th through 26th back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, 
building relationships, and quite frankly, having fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group of eight to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at BEC2022.com. That's BEC2022.com. I'm going to go over that one more time. I think that's very powerful advice. So one, you went at it from a pure value perspective. How do I add value to the people that I'm talking to? And then you distance yourself from the outcome. So it didn't matter to you whether they invested or not. You were there truly to provide value. And then the last thing you did was address the what ifs, which I think is very difficult for people to do. But in your mind, you said, okay, if this one doesn't work out, we pick up and figure out a solution. We move on maybe on the next one. So those are three great things that I think will help a lot of people overcome the challenge of friends and family and mixing that with business and investors. So I think that's great advice. Have you gone beyond friends and family in future deals? Yes. Once you start with friends and family, you get your feet warm. You understand the little bit of logistics of bringing money to the deal and everything. Then I started reaching out to people on bigger pockets or LinkedIn. And then you use all of these marketing strategies, so to speak, to spread your message so you could connect with more people and serve them and raise capital. Okay. And you're a high performance coach. Tell me how that applies to real estate. What things have you helped people with specific to real estate? When it comes to real estate on a broad 10,000 foot overview, people always have a challenge with either the mindset or if the mindset's all good, then it's a strategy. We need a good strategy that works for us or then it's the execution. So when it comes to mindset, it's just understanding our limiting beliefs, understanding the fears, how to reframe them, getting the clarity of what we want, our outcomes and things like that. And we have all that now, what is the plan to go after it? Whether it's buying a building, whether it's raising capital, what are those strategic things that must be in place? And since we all are different, we should devise a strategy that works for ourselves. And now we have this strategy, we have this plan, but when it comes to execution, hey, I have a W2 job, right? How do I manage my time better? How do I do the right things at the right time? And I'm not trying to make it perfect or try to make sure this is done up to this point, or I'm not moving, not getting overwhelmed, all of those things that basically come into the arena of real estate investing. What is a repetitive issue that you see specific to real estate, either investors, syndicators, or just people in the real estate industry? What's the one recurring theme that you help people with? There are a lot of recurring themes, but when it comes to mindset, it's just the limiting belief. For example, hey, there's so many people out there raising money or everybody's hunting for a deal. Would I really find the deals? That's a recurring thing. Or just getting disappointed. I made five calls, nothing happened. Or the goal looks so daunting that I'm not even going to start, so to speak. It just seems too far-fetched. Well, let's address that. There's too many people out there raising money. How do I compete with that? Here's the thing, right? Think of this as a racetrack. There are unlimited number of racetracks. You're in your own racetracks. Nobody's there. The way you could connect with investors and the way you have access to your sphere of influence and your message and things like that, 
you are the only person. There's nobody else. Somebody has something else going on. And then the way you look at deals or your particular business or the market is just you. And there are plenty of people out there that have just invested in stocks and they are waiting for someone like you to educate them. There are plenty of people in your sphere of influence that never even thought that there's a thing called multifamily passive investing. I didn't know about it until years ago, even though I was in business and whatnot. So there's plenty of people out there and you could support them. All right, I'll give you the win on that one. That was good. The next one is, There's no good deals out there anymore. So if that's what you are thinking, there's a no good deals out there, it's just a way of not taking the responsibility. So when I say there's not a good deal out there or I don't have enough time, looks like it's not my problem. It's market's problem. But when we go underneath it, let's go one layer down. Why are there no good deals out in the market? Maybe I don't have enough broker connection. Somebody might be thinking that. Somebody might be thinking because I've only done two deals and all the good deals go to the people that have done two dozen deals. So we have to uncover what that underlying belief is. And you and me both know very well that right at this moment, people are closing some stellar deals. What must they be believing in? And what do I believe? So somebody who's getting the deal, what are they believing? They are believing in that I put five LOIs, it didn't work out, let me submit 10 LOIs. Can I change my strategy? Last three months, I talked to brokers and agents. Maybe I'll do something, right? They are thinking something differently. That's a great mindset shift. Great answers. Okay, then what is your best real estate investing advice ever? My best advice would be to make sure any goals you want to go, you double it, triple it. It's absolutely doable. Just keep plugging at it one week at a time. That is great advice. Are you ready for the lightning round? Yes. All right. Kathan, what is the best ever book you recently read? It would be Atomic Habits by James Clear. And what was your big takeaway from that? The big takeaway is the subconscious habits that we are not even aware of influence a lot on our work and personal life day-to-day basis. What was a subconscious habit that you discovered and or changed? One thing I discovered was just the to-do list, making it a little bit more efficient. Like rather than just plugging everything there, I just want to make sure I'm only selecting the things that I could do today, so to speak, and keeping the rest away because otherwise visually it's going to cue my mind, hey, this is all undone. Instead of, hey, this is what we need to do, the undone stuff's not here. That is great advice and I think that applies to a lot of people, including me, struggling with that to-do list. Kathan, what's the best ever way you like to give back? I like to help in India with putting these water filtration tanks. So there are certain parts where children don't get the clean water. So they are getting that and also libraries and some computers and things like that towards the schools and stuff. That is a great outreach. Kathan, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? Absolutely. So they could go on my website, K-E-T-A-N Patel, P-A-T-E-L.com. And I do have a five pillars of peak performance guide waiting for them. And for those folks who are looking to get to the next level and they cannot wait, they could book a strategy session with me and I'll be happy to guide them. That is fantastic. Ethan, thank you so much for your time today. You've given us some glimpses of mindset shifts that lead to success. You just refuse to fail. You took on a home care business that you knew nothing about. 
you knew you wanted to get into real estate, you left a comfortable career in pharmacy to pursue your dreams. So thank you for sharing all of that advice today. Best ever listeners, thank you for joining us and have a best ever day. Thank you so much for having me on the show.